mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Now, Stephanie, say that line. Open your hearts. We say it together, right? They said however you want to hear Oh. It. So I'm, I'm saying you say it. All right, open your hearts, loosen your butts. It's time for couples therapy. Yeah, this podcast is Andy and Naomi's, where they can both laugh and hang with all their homies, talking excellent vacationing with brunches and cuddling, to messy situationships and conscious and coupling, from Netflix hookups to single them with some Hulu, text sex, regrets, or feeling on your new jubu. They gon' talk about it, ah, yeah, you are invited, ah, needing therapy, I guarantee, baby, we got it. It's up, up, up. Welcome to Couples Therapy. My name is Andy. And I am Naomi. We are a real life couple. A real life couple of comedians. And on Couples Therapy in quarantine, quarantine. hey, we do whatever we want, which is basically talk to (laughs) people we like. Sometimes their advice episodes. This is not one of them. This one is fun. We talked to a true power couple, which is fun to me. When we have a power couple on Andy, I like to just take notes. Mm -hmm. I like to take it in. I like to take notes. Are you trying to uh, emulate? Are you saying like in our need, you need us to be a power couple? Well, absolutely. Uh-huh. So that, you know, at, you know, hopefully we will ascend. Yes. And I just want to take note of watching, you know, these other power couples and be like, how are they doing it? Right. How are they still enjoying each other? How right. are they still in a place in their relationship where they choose to do a podcast? Yes. Interview together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's love. Is it, you know, is it something like they have, uh, they have both been able to climb the heights of, uh, the entertainment world together is it that they found a magical gem hidden in a <laughs> bog, and hence that's the power and the power couple. Andy, I know how much you loved Wonder Woman 1984, but I'm gonna need you to stop talking about magical gems in bogs. No, <laughs> I don't know if we can talk about our feelings about that in uh, public and still have uh, careers. So, <laughs> oh well, wait, what's her name? I think Patty Jenkins will just forgive me. What? I don't know what I'm saying. I don't know either. I I know that Gal Gadot is uh, vengeful, Naomi. I know <laughs> so that. Don't say a word, girl. I will say a word, which is what I always say. Which is, honey, I'm sitting here waiting for Gal Gadot to act. Okay, I'm waiting for Gadot. That's what Can I'm we, doing with her when I, I watch her on the TV screen. I mean, I know that's uh, a common pun, but is there any way that we, uh, if we wrote that, Steve? So it's it's uh, it's halfway between Beckett mm-hmm. and a DC film. Oh, I thought it was just literally the process of wa- two people watching Wonder Woman 1984 waiting for her to have a facial expression. <laughs> <laughs> and it never happens. It's really funny. <laughs> and the lone tear doesn't count. But look, that's not why we're here right now. Oh, my God. Uh, okay. I am uh, I am so weird. Naomi, to, to borrow a uh, consonant from you, I am so weary. Absolutely. Y'all, this With morning- all the wind in my 
vocal cords. We this morning we went to Trader Joe's. Not just this morning. The earliest we could possibly <laughs> go. Okay, you can go to if you are uh, if you have like pre existing conditions, you can go during senior hours. Yes, if you're not a senior, Naomi's. Uh, how what was the what adjective would you use to describe your asthma? I was gonna say chronic. It's definitely chronic, but uh, severe. I have the lungs of a 19th century orphan. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's how I would describe my asthma. Okay, I'm like a damn chimney sweep. Yeah, you're you're a uh, you're basically mate one. Um, wasn't that about coal miners? <laughs> I have no idea. You have the lungs of of Maywan. Pinkertons, if they saw your lungs, they would try to shoot you in order to destroy the uh, the your ability to unionize. You're obsessed with Pinkertons. You're always bringing up Pinkertons, Andy. It's <laughs> <laughs> so murderous. So yes, we went we went today during senior hours, and it was so funny because we called in advance to make sure we could go because literally there is nothing that would be more embarrassing than being turned away from a Trader Joe's. (laughs) (laughs) Can you imagine? Sure. Hey, we know you said that if you have like pre-existing conditions, you could shop during this time. Um, And so Naomi has this and they're just like, uh, fucking hoof it. <laughs> By the way, there are the woman at uh, the bouncer is a uh, 1920s. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, definitely, definitely the teacher. But like, also, but we called in advance, and we were like, "But are you sure?" Like, somebody, and then the guy was like, "Trust me." He's like, "Just say." He's like, "Just tell him, Mikey said it's okay." <laughs> tell him Mikey said ya. Sent you, which I was like, okay, what is this like 1920s Little Italy energy Mikey's sending us with? But we walked up, Andy, and literally she was like, the bouncer outside the outside of the TJs, okay? She wasn't even gonna let you cross that threshold. She was like, these are senior hours, these are for senior citizens only. And I was like, we called Mikey. I have Naomi started weeping. <laughs> she was she she fell to the ground on her knees. <laughs> Grabbing the woman by her legs. It'd be Mikey Sedwick. <laughs> I just like show her my inhaler. I'm like, I'm struggling. But she let I had I had three masks. I had two <laughs> two face masks and a face shield on. I am not LA is the number one hot spot now. Yeah, it's not a game. And you know how we are about Trader Joe's. And we yeah. hadn't been, and I want to say, Andy, we hadn't been closer to three months. Closer to three, I think. <laughs> we, we were down to, <laughs> we had so little food that, like, I was, like, eat my snacks, like, were just, like, potato chips. Because that was all that, that was left. And I would have meals that were, I said snacks, but really it was just, like, my full meals would be potato chips and pretzels. You you at one point you literally did just take put potato chips and pretzels in a bowl, uh-huh. and then I in think the you, cereal bowl. Yeah, and then you sliced what remained the good part left of an apple. Yes, you know what I mean. So and we you had were a like, couple bruised apples, and you were like, "All right, that'll be it." Um, so we did. We finally went up in there, and you know we were there early. And you know how Andy and I do. We each have a cart, and it was so funny because we walked in. And we we're like, "Oh, we need a big one," and she's like, "Oh, there it is," and I grab one, and then you're like, "I need an, I need another. I need one too," and she's like. You do? And I'm like, ma'am, we're loading up. Like, she didn't realize we this, would both need a yes, car. <laughs> this is the thing that drives me insane <laughs> in this pandemic is that I don't understand other people who are like, yeah, I'm just going to pop into this uh, closed box, right. the Schrodinger's box of sickness <laughs> to grab something. Uh, maybe I'll get sick. Maybe I won't get sick. We'll find out in two weeks. And why don't we just take our time while we're in there? Uh, Let's yeah, take gonna... our time while we're in there. Let's just make it a leisurely walk. I'm going to pop in and grab some olive oil. Maybe I'll just wander around for an hour. See what else because, I might yeah. need. It's like, I'm like, no, you go with the plant. It was really like I did uh, on Naomi's uh 
Instagram, I did a little thing as like, it really feels like you're going into war. And I yeah. was just like. The first 20 yeah. minutes of Saving Private Ryan. Yeah. Me and the other some bitches from B Company are going to <laughs> take that bridge in case. Uh, maybe we'll live, maybe we won't. Whose war is this anymore? It's not, it's not ours. It's Uncle Sam's. Oh, my God. What was that book we read in middle school? It's like 12 Hours in Me Lie the or things, something. The Things the They things Carried. The Things They Carried. Thank you. Very correct. I just Maybe read uh, Jason Aaron, the comics writer, uh, did a, a mini series called uh, The Other Side that I just read. That's why it was in my head. It was in your head. It's yeah, very it good. In your head. It's, very, it's very good. Although it's very. Andy, save, save your recommendation for the Patreon, okay? Save your rack for the page, okay? <laughs> uh, hey, by the way, <laughs> this show is supported by Patreon listeners. Uh if you want to become a Patreon listener, go to patreon.com slash couples therapy bot. Basically, it's kind of what this is, but for longer, which is just me and Andy talking, connecting about life, getting into it. Yeah. Two bonus episodes a month. <laughs> Can you dig it? Uh, so um, that I really felt like Mark Marin there. I didn't mean to like pop into that, but since you mentioned it. Well, no, I like when you take a natural <laughs> segue. I think it's much better to take a natural segue and then come back. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, uh, so yes. Yeah, so we're, I can't understand people who just want to pop in. I'm going for, for, uh, it's, it's a war. It's a campaign. I'm going, I'm going to get as much as we can for, you know, to last us for two months. Of course. Ideally, ideally. Because every every time you're going in there, you're taking your and health into your hands. Let's also say we got the, we got to Trader Joe's at eight fifteen a.m. on the month the first Monday of the new year, the first day everyone is back to whatever jobs they have if they still got them. The the first day everyone's and, back on their bullshit, and there was only one box of cornflakes left. <laughs> This is why you got to grab what you can get at Trader Joe's. Because literally, we walked in there and Andy had gotten the last box of cornflakes. How was it at 8.15 in the morning? They've been open 15 minutes. How the hell they had a cornflakes? Maybe there were some um, some uh, senior uh, gentlemen in there before being like, that's the only cereal I like. <laughs> but also, here's the other thing that's like driving me nuts in this. Uh, it's uh, comparison shopping. No, know what you're gonna get. Look it up online and grab it. The most you, the, the 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 most pausing you should be doing at a shelf is to check an expiration date. And even then, Naomi, I, you told me you wrote on my list check expiration dates. Correct. Even then, I'm just like you get what you get, and you don't get upset. And I hear you, but I tell you what I do right because you don't see me. I'm over in produce, honey. Not the, like the stuff that's in the bags, like the bag of spinach or whatever. I don't touch it. But I stand there and I use my keen eagle eyes to read the faintest sign. So I managed to get some spinach with a Best Buy January 15th. And uh -huh. I said, yes, that's it. That's it. They had January 13th. I said, no, thank you. Uh -huh. I got, give me that two extra days of spinach. I didn't know that, uh, that eagles were severely nearsighted, by the way. Well, that's me. That's me. Okay. I'm a weary eagle. <laughs> By the way, what did your cashier say to you when you pulled your giant your uh, your giant cart? Well, as she was loading up my four lemonades and two apple juices, she said, "You got a lot of kids." <laughs> so so presumptive. I I pull my cart up. It's like brimming, and the guy goes, "Uh oh, uh, what are you uh what are you shopping for a studio?" And I'm like, you. We don't have to have that. You don't have to judge me for the things I'm like, buying. It's just like, don't guess. 
Just don't guess. I get you maybe want to do some morning small talk. That is not a problem. Oh, don't I have guess. no problem. Small don't talk. Don't guess. Just be like, hey, you like this? Ooh, this is my favorite. Ooh, how was your New Year's? I'll even take that, even though we all know New Year's was sitting in a damn house. But don't you come up in here trying to guess my backstory, trying to guess my X-Men origin, okay? I'm just there to get some shit. Rude, rude, rude. We small talked about mochi. That's great. <laughs> That's great. But don't guess. Oh, hey, uh, so what, I... Uh, you're a disgusting pig. You're eating all this food. I'm like, please don't say that to me, sir. Oh, anyway, we could get on Trader Joe's for forever, but we really need to stop because as you've already heard the dulcet tones, we have wonderful guests today. This is, I love that you could hear their entire dynamic in that intro. I know. Naomi, who are our guests today? We are sitting here talking to Tig Nataro and Stephanie Allen. Honey. Talk about a true power couple. You know Tig, okay? You know Tig from her show One Mississippi, the movie Instant Family, Star Trek Discovery. She doing it all. You know Steph from One Mississippi as well, L Word Generation Q, and, and Steph is a member of the improv group Wild Horses, which huh. she is in with Mary Holland, Lauren Lapkus, lovely friend of the show, Aaron Whitehead, and on Saturday... January 16th at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern, I, I will be on the Wild Horses show. Can you imagine, you guys? That's so exciting. I'm a fan of all those people. I'm a fan of Wild Horses specifically from before we moved out here Mm -hmm. and kind of getting to know Lauren a little bit and uh, just like uh, being, you being on the show is very exciting. Well, it's the only show I've agreed to do. It's probably the only show I'll do in 2021, quite honestly. I'm not performing until I get snatched for the vax, (laughs) which is what I call getting my vaccine bod. But if you guys want to see the Wild Horses show, we do, I like talk with them up top and then whatever we talk about uh, will inspire their improv. You can go to dynastytypewriter.com and again, that's Saturday, January 16th, 5 p.m. Pacific time. And tickets are five bucks. So if you got a little something, a little, yeah. little holiday money, come on through. This is a real fun episode. We were all exhausted. This is another one that we recorded before the election. And also we recorded it at like 9 p.m., right? It was like the they end had, of the, Yeah, they the just end. had a full day of child rearing. They right. had just put their kids they to bed. They have twins. <laughs> they have twin toddlers. And so they were literally at the end of the day chatting with us. <laughs> and I was like, thank you for this blessing. This is a lot, though. Uh, <laughs> By the way, I want to thank our friend Anna Rubinova for helping out with the sound on this. Yes. Anna Rubinova, one of the creators of Left Handed Radio. Thank you, Queen. Thank you. Wow. <laughs> All right. All right. I'll let that one stand. Leave it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm off the rails. Uh, getting no sleep last night and waking up early to uh, get groceries has uh, uh, not improved my mental state. <laughs> Honestly, I think it's fun. You're loopy. Uh, real quick, Naomi, on Wednesday, we do our Twitch show, 2 p.m. PST. It's real fun. Twitch.tv slash couples therapy pod. Uh, and also, Jubu t-shirts. All right. We got t-shirts, couples therapy quarantine crew. So if you enjoy the Twitch show, if you just have loved the pod in quarantine, pick up a quarantine crew shirt, honey. If your pockets are flush from the holidays, why not uh, drop a little Skrilla on oh, some t-shirts? Nice, nice. Also, if you're a Jubu, if you've got a Jubu, get your boo a Jubu tea, baby. They're soft. They're fun. And people are sending me pics of booze in these shirts, and I'm loving it. It's giving me life. It's warming my heart. So check it out. Yeah. Links for that on all of our socials. Uh, Yeah, that's about it. Yeah. Uh, you ready? Yes, I'm ready. Can I say it this time? Do it. Roll it. Roll it. 
Yes. Now, see, that gives me a lot to unpack. I said, however you want to do it. Tig said, Stephanie, say it. Now. <laughs> Is that, we're going to go right into it. And I didn't want to say it. <laughs> Is that the dynamic? Go. No. I don't get it. You do it. <laughs> yeah. I. There's not, there's not a world where I, I probably, I would say there's not a world where I would say loosen your butt. Well, that's why I was thought we were going to alternate, and I set you up by open your hearts, and then I thought you were going to have to say that one. Yeah, I was not wanting to say that one, so I thought I would have you say that one. <laughs> that's fair. That's that's like when I would get tricked into doing, like, uh, I'm very sex neutral, and in yeah. improv scenes, I would get tricked into having to do something, mime something sexual, and I it just destroyed my soul. Yeah. What sort of sex miming? (laughs) Miming jerking off or stuff like that. Like someone (sighs) pimps you into it on stage. Why would you even say that? See, I'm sex negative. And so to even him to even say that phrase is upsetting to me. I don't like saying it either. I was asked for a... Uh, an example, I did it in the parlance of the time. Okay, I need us to reset. We have company. Now, Tig and Stephanie. Yes. Now, yesterday now. was our yesterday was our five-year wedding anniversary, if you're wondering. I am wondering. That was the first question. Five magical years. Congratulations. Thank now, you. What I would love to know from both of you, when you got together, even before married, did you always know you wanted to have kids? Yeah. Yeah. We had different numbers in mind. Okay. Okay. So not two at once, maybe. Well, I always pictured myself with one child and kind of a rotating dating situation. Mm. And uh, <laughs> I had named my child. So romantic. So romantic. <laughs> the fairy tale dream. Well, I just, I hadn't had luck in meeting someone where I thought, oh, I could for sure find their dead body in our house, you know? Uh-huh. That didn't necessarily appeal to me. Whereas when I met Stephanie, I thought, oh, I could find that dead body in my house. You know? That's interesting. That's how you decided on love. For me, it is, would I want this person to take care of me? Like, would I let him wipe my butt when I'm infirm? You know what I mean? Would you loosen your butt for him? (laughs) Exactly. That's the question. And I and did and I, you ask that question if he would do that for you? That was in the vows. <laughs> yeah, that was it. That was it. Will you wipe my butt when I'm infirm? Um, now, Stephanie, did you when Tiggy? You're saying like, okay, it took a while to be like, will I ever like? Is there someone whose body I want to find? Did you feel that same way, Stephanie? I don't know if it's just the long hair, but to me, you seem like a romantic. I think I am a romantic, and I, I don't think I was thinking about dead bodies. Okay. I'm a ro- I am a romantic. I'm being taken the wrong way right now. I know. I'm teasing. I know. I, my hair is this short because of COVID. Otherwise, I would look way more romantic. This looks like alcoholism, but it is COVID. Go ahead. You. No, I was going to say I, I wanted... I wanted five kids, but I had never really been around kids, and I had never—I actually had never held a baby until we had ours. So Whoa. when I was a little off in, uh, <laughs> it's just—I was picturing like older kids, like, and I was like, "Oh, it's so fun to have a full house and all these." 
people. But then when we had twins, I was like, oh, this is plenty. This is, this is, this is enough. <laughs> well, and when we got when we got together and she said she wanted five kids, I thought, you know, that that sounded fun with her. And so I, I felt open to it. Um, but why five movies? <laughs> She had seen people with five kids in movies. I like whenever I'd see movies with like a bunch of kids, I was like, "This is great." And I had friends that had big families, and I just liked, I liked everybody around. Did you grow up like? Do you have siblings? Yeah, okay. I'm. I'm in the middle, and I have a sister that's a year older and a brother that's a year younger. Oh, so we're all oh, we're kind of like triplets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bosom buddies. I'm an only child, so I really like. The idea, like, I remember, like, growing up, my mom did not really like noise. Like, if I was, like, making noise, she'd be like, why do you have such heavy feet? You know what I mean? So, like, I'm so not used to, when you say, like, all these people sounds fun. I'm like, oh, God, overwhelming. (laughs) So no interest in kids on your end. I did at some point, and then at some point realized I don't have the personality for it. Like, I don't actually think I would be a good parent. Why? What in your personality is? I don't know how to. Well, Andrew, back me up on this. I'm not. No, oh, no, back I'm me not up stepping this. anywhere near this. No, I don't know how to let people I love like be their own person. <laughs> like, <laughs> in, in what way? Well, that's a very like. I mean, you're talking about your mother. You're saying that you would be like you would take after your mother in some way. Well, yeah, but even like with you, you know, I've I've really learned and have to keep relearning how to not try to. In my desire to help you, like I need to just say it once and let you live your life as an adult. And Why do you need so a- much help? <laughs> I'm kind of a weirdo. I'm, I'm, a, I'm weird. I'm obviously look. I can have a converse. We're having a conversation now. I'm not like that. I'm not like off in the clouds or just like speaking gibberish or like I'm not. But I, I'm also just like I, I I'm like oh well you know uh, I'm gonna write this weird thing and obviously everyone's gonna wanna like hear out here in uh, Los Angeles, I'll write something weird and like a million people want to make this thing. And then it's just like, no, that's not reality. Andy, you gotta <laughs> be here. And like you write this like strange uh, sci-fi thing. That's, <laughs> that's not realistic to, to think. So I'm often the, I, I live in my own little dream world a little bit. And so I think Naomi is talking about like grounding me. We were just having a conversation about, <laughs> about, about this right before and I'm being somewhat vague I realize that well just like a work thing and I tend to be like you should do it this way you know which this a grown man can you imagine if I made the person or was like there when the person first took a breath oh I would know it was good for you for the rest of your damn life (laughs) I would be terrible but you're not like your mom like your mom (laughs) is kind of like her mom sees her as an extension of herself kind of so mm-hmm. the choices that the Naomi choices makes that Naomi. reflect on her. So she is very like, you have to do this. You have to do this. And then if you don't do that, she gets very angry. Is that? Well, yes, but let's bring it back to our company. You both seem to be very <laughs> grounded individuals. Seem Meaning like you both have a, like a calm energy in general. You know what I mean? Like even just like to a total stranger, I'm like, those two got it together. You know what I mean? Like just like mm, mellow. Tig is like, yeah, I had a whole new back put in, but I'm chilling. Like the way you can just make that work. Um, <laughs> um, do you- Not only had a whole new back put in, but it didn't work. 
Even after the whole new one went in, I was like, well, here we go. Oh, I'm just oh, bolted together now. No, my spine grew together, but it was like looking bleak there for almost a year. But anyway. Oh my God. It, it finally, my spine finally grew together. So all is well in spine world, but, and I wasn't chill. I was not chill. I was not chill, but I'm, I'm, I, I know, I think we know what you're talking about. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think we also know that we have other sides to us. Of course, of course. But but at the very like the kind of like front facing side is very calm whereas it's very obvious you're talking to two insecure, anxious individuals. Right. Right. right, right, right. <laughs> like I don't believe in hiding that. And I think that people with like healthy boundaries and like who know how to self-soothe, they hide it. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, so that's what I'm saying. I'm like, I feel like you guys are like self-soothe boundary. Like Steph, when Tig was going through all that health stuff, how did you handle, like, for instance, okay. So if Tig is already like freaking out, obviously it's like something's going on. My body's not working. It's not doing what it needs to be doing. But then obviously you want to support her, but also, you're terrified. Like how, what is happening? How long is this going to last? What did you kind of do to take care of yourself during that? I don't know. I God, I don't know because us being together, we've spent so much time in hospitals that it's, and they've always been scary, I guess, but we've kind of had a good, a really good time there. <laughs> and like we, we've slept. Well, I mean, I, mean, I don't mean, I, I, where, I love hanging where, out at the hospital. <laughs> I, she's having a party and I'm flatlining. Um, <laughs> Stephanie was with her friend. Where did y'all go? Where'd you and Zoe go? I love we this story. The, we were at the, a friend of mine, we were at the National Gallery in D.C., and we went into the area where it's like the food court, and I was like, oh my God, this is exactly like Cedars. Like, this is the same exact... <laughs> Like the same exact thing, and she was like, "Oh, I've I've never been to Cedars," and I was like, "You're kidding!" And like, like you have to go. It's like, and then I thought, "Oh, she lives in Highland Park. I bet she is districted to a different hospital." Districted to a different hospital. And what's and what's crazy is when she was having that conversation, I was on a podcast with somebody. And I was talking about, somebody had asked me about something with my health. And I, I said, um, and I do mean this just in a general sense that we all have our stuff and we have our struggles. And I, but I meant it very specifically about health. And I was saying, you know, and I know we've all gone through this. And, and I meant it in a general sense, but I was very specifically talking about health because I, I know I'm not the only one alive that's struggled with my health, but after I did that podcast, I realized actually probably not everyone is going to the hospital every year, a few times a year for surgeries and operations and um, recovering for months on end and then trying to resurface in life and 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 we kind of had that happen at the same time and we laughed so hard because she was telling me 
that she she's like I know where every valet parking is. I know where I know the different towers at Cedars. I know I, where food's delivered. I know where you get your pickup for food. And and meanwhile, I'm just like highly drugged on you know in a hospital bed. But but what I was gonna say is like I do think we have there is some weird sense of humor that comes into play in those situations, and even in this past surgery a year ago. <laughs> at one point we decided to have a tube put down Tig's well we didn't decide <laughs> we had the it's... option we had the option and we were talking about it with the doctors and it was like okay let's do this and you basically put well right but they had gotten my scans and they realized it was a dire situation well, we where they had randomly just <laughs> right but you presented it like we decided to put no, a tube there down like, we, there was like a, there was a lot of problems and we there were... is a lot of complications and my intestines <laughs> shut down and so they saw the scans and they were like, we have to do something. And so they, we started that's to- when we decided to put a tube down yeah, my right. nose. It wasn't like, hey, it's Tuesday. You want to get intubated? <laughs> I'm just saying this decision. It was like this, like, okay. They're like, it's really intense. It's, you know, you're not on painkillers. It's like they, they truly go through your nose, down your throat while you're completely. The tube goes into your stomach. And you essentially just swallow the tube as they're pushing it down. And it's. The, it's as thick as a pencil. What are you saying? I really thought you would be out for something like that. I thought it I would too. <laughs> the most horrifying, I, I think, to experience, to witness. It was so crazy. And then, and it, the decision happened like that. Is that not true? Yeah. It was like we made we, the decision. We quickly. made the decision quickly. <laughs> but no, it was like the doctor was looking at the scans and, and then, like, all right, let's do and, it. then and then all of a sudden this this pencil thick tube was going down my nose into my stomach. And you can't really talk and you yeah. can't no. eat and yeah. it's, it's supposed yeah. to stay in for 24 hours. And all I was like, "Oh! Oh! Oh!" <laughs> this is the humor. This is the humor she's talking but about. But it is because it didn't work. It ended up not working. <laughs> It was completely for nothing. And there was something about when it was taken out where it was like, that that was funny. (laughs) But we were also laughing at how many times we've been in the hospital for something going on that um, we've had many times where we've walked the halls of a hospital where I'm trying to recover with a walker and we hear noises coming from rooms like, ah! And we're like, oh my God, what is happening in there? And then Stephanie was like, now we know exactly what is happening behind that door where someone's screaming. Just fully on, I thought they would at least maybe spray something. Have you ever been to the doctor where like, if they go in your nose, they'll sometimes spray your nose with a little numbing something so they can like get in there. I thought they'd at least give you that. I thought there would be, it seemed like, True, not like oh, it was torture. Yeah. It truly seemed like somebody was trying a, yeah. to torture me. It 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 didn't seem right, and it seemed like yeah. something was gonna hurt me even worse with what they were doing. Um, but uh, anyway, it 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 was no doubt um, <laughs> not a good time. But we 
<laughs> it was not a good but time. But I guess I'm saying is the extreme of it, and then for it not to work, it's like there is some level of, like, we did laugh about that. Yeah, we've laughed. I mean, I've been in adult diapers crinkling around, um, and Stephanie's filmed me with a video because um, she's laughing so hard. Um, but, and that was the beginning of our relationship. I had to have emergency, sur- <laughs> I had to have emergency surgery after a show in Philadelphia and, um, ended up in diapers, just toddling around trying to heal. And, uh, she was like, Oh my God. And just filming, filming me. So yes, there's, there's humor. Yeah. All right. Yes. I get that. Cause I think you and I are the same way. Right? Yeah. 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 In very yeah. serious situations we're we're kind of, we're kind of goofs. I think you guys are kind of goofs too. Yeah. I think also only for me, I think I'm only goofy in serious situations. Like I feel like I'm someone who agonizes over the dumb shit, but then when like it really goes down, I'm like, hey, isn't life a kicker? You know? Like it's like but so I think so. But I mean, also for, for that to happen early in the relationship was it I mean, it maybe feels a little um cliche or cheesy but was that the kind of thing you know when you do experience that with somebody early on it does kind of cement like you're in it like it kind of you're in it now like you've kind of seen I mean Todd crinkling you up in here crinkling it's like you in you in you've committed to this human (laughs) I mean I do feel like there was a turning point in our relationship where it it felt uh, for me, it felt more serious after that because, you know, we were stuck in Philadelphia uh, in the hospital and then had to get a hotel room for my recuperation. And it just was not glamorous, but we had so much fun because we just enjoyed each other so much. And even though I was in a lot of pain and could barely walk, it we were just lying in bed um, and, and I had to take walks around the hotel, uh, <laughs> the, I remember the, you know, janitor was cleaning up and I think I just looked weird, um, like, because I was walking so slow and, and I maybe got a glance like, huh. Uh, and then as the days went on, I think they started to realize that I was recovering and then I was getting a, hey, looking, you know, like a thumbs up and in my progress. And you were also in your hospital gown. I think maybe. Why was that? You didn't get out of it? Well, I was in, you know, I, I whatever. It was, it was a long road. But we, we're, I think we got closer after the Philadelphia uh, mishap. But I'm, I'm healthy now and I'm healthier than I've been in eight years in the past six months. I'm like more, I'm better than ever, except the pandemic won't let me go prove it. (laughs) But that's why you have to do these podcasts. Okay. You have to let people know that you are thriving, that you guys are winning. Yeah. Podcasts are the new Instagram. (laughs) (laughs) Well, somebody described, who was it that said podcasts are the new, um, what is it? Uh, DMV (laughs) or what was it? Oh, jury duty. duty. It's the new jury duty. I don't know. I saw Lloyd from Entourage when I went to the DMV last. So (laughs) 
Lloyd <laughs> from Entourage. I'm sorry that I don't know his name. <laughs> I don't know who Lloyd is, but I think you're very right. I've been, it's so funny to have a podcast and yet hate podcasts. That's where I'm at. How long have you had your podcast? What is this now? We're in year three? Yeah, I don't remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're in like year three of I it. don't know. It's not that. It's a, a time. I, I've totally like lost all uh, conception of time. It doesn't. It ha- no longer. I was already felt like we moved out to Los Angeles in the middle of 2017, and already I find this to be a, a very strange temporal place because <laughs> the um, because the weather doesn't really change that much. So my only understanding of time passing is seeing my visage, <laughs> seeing like myself get older in the mirror, and just like m- like noticing all the micro changes, and so like my face has become a clock. And so that already That's such a dark Edgar Allan Poe poem. Jesus, my face has become a clock. If you read that poem, you'd be like, this person is terrible. This is is not a good poet. Wait, how long Uh, have you two been together? Is it like 12 years or something? uh, Coming up on 11. Yep. Yep. Ten and a half. Okay. I don't know. I don't know why I'm keeping track of your relationship. You have like a notebook with all your friends, how long the relationships are. How long have you guys been together? Married five and seven, right? Seven and a half, I would say. Okay. So two and a half in, you got married. So wait, so then you got married two and a half in, but then I assume there was like a proposal like a little before that, right? Mm -hmm. So you guys knew. It feels like you guys knew. Once the love was on, it was on. Yeah. Really fast. Yeah, I, I, we, we had gone to dinner maybe a month or two into our relationship. And, um, and I remember thinking I was so, I was so in love with Stephanie and, and I, in previous relationships would not have made myself so vulnerable just because I didn't. I always joke that I talked in that high pitched voice about people where I'd say, it's good, you know, it's good. Well, yeah, you know, I was up here. <laughs> and then when I, when people asked about Stephanie, I would come down to this place and I would say, oh my God, she's incredible. And we were out to dinner and I just thought, oh, I'll allow myself to be vulnerable. And I said, I have something insane to tell you. And she said, oh, what is that? And I said, "Um, I want to get married to you. And I was just ready for anything, any response she had. And she just said, yeah, that's how I feel. (laughs) And I was like, what? (laughs) I was so prepared to hear you're insane and you need to calm down. Um, Do you want to tell them about when the I love you thing? Oh, yeah. Um, when we, I don't know how soon into it it was, when we, but it felt like we hadn't said I love you like for too long. And I was thinking about saying it, and I think you were too, and we were at a restaurant, and I was just telling her about my friend, and I was saying, oh, yeah, I was telling my friend, you know, how great I felt about this relationship and how I was in love and... And I like let it come out. And then I was looking at Tig to see if she had heard that. And she was just (laughs) 
staring at me and I was like, oh, okay, and I just kind of kept going as if it was really not said. And then later that night when we were back at Tig's house, she was like, oh, and I love you too. <laughs> well, and when she casually said that, where she was like, oh, yeah, and I was telling my friend how I'm just, I'm in love with this woman. And, and I was, I, I, even though I was casual, like you guys say, inside, I was like, oh, my God, she loves me. Oh, my gosh, she loves me. And then, yeah, and then when we got home, I was like, oh, um, I love you, too. <laughs> was it the the in public part or was it the like the casual part where you you're like, uh, I can't say it now? She didn't even mean to say it. She was just. Oh, oh, I see. She wasn't saying she wasn't withholding it. She just was talking to me as though I was any friend of hers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And except that I was the person she was in love with. But we hadn't said that yet. And then yes, she yes, yes. accidentally said that. And meanwhile, I'm and like... And I'm thinking it's obvious, but then I'm like, oh, I guess we haven't really said that. Yeah. Yeah. That's not obvious, Steph. That's not obvious. Okay? I don't know what you thought that was. It seems to... It seems like you were, it was like, literally, like okay, because here's how I would have, like, you're like, so I'm saying I'm in love with this person who's you, and then Diggy's <laughs> talking, and then in your head, you're like, she didn't take the bait. She didn't take the bait. And then later, Tig's like, I love you too. And I'm like, damn, that shit was smooth. That is. That's I like some smooth <laughs> shit right there. I would 100% panicked and like, wait, was that a mistake? Am I supposed to say, what? what's happening? <laughs> See, I was just like, oh my God, she accidentally said that. And I just got some insight and I need to. And meanwhile, she's still talking. So I'm just nodding my head going, uh-huh. uh-huh. Oh, interesting. But inside I'm like, Oh my gosh! <laughs> and then oh it wasn't God. until like an hour later that we're back in my house on the couch, and I'm like, "Back at you, kid." Now, are you guys pretty like emotionally open? Was it, you know? Yes. But I mean, like, have you always been right? I it took me like therapy, and still I am like strange. I'm still trying to. Well, yeah, I was yelling at him earlier because I'm like in this phase. Every now and then I get in phases and I think like in quarantine, it's a yo-yo. Sometimes I'm like, get out of my face. And then now I'm in this new phase where I'm like, I'm very obsessed with you. What are you eating? And then when I'm like that, he'll be like, I love you too. I'm like, what? I just said I'm obsessed with you. You better come at me with a 10. You know what I mean? Like, I want you to come in hot. I have a tough time processing good emotions. And he won't, yeah. I don't know what to do with good emotions. I don't know what to do with joy. I don't know what to do with <laughs> happiness. It goes into my body. I feel strange. I'm like, uh, this is a good thing. Why are you? Why are you now, why are how you are you in previous relationships? Oh, closed off. No, not good. No, no, no. This is like, re- this is like. The- <laughs> this is doing it. This is thumbs up, Andy does. We're taking Stephanie right now. This is thumbs the up. The love of my life. The, the woman <laughs> I'm spending the rest of my life with. The woman whose body I... I she'll find my body. Let's yeah, be yeah, honest. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Let's be honest about No, this. I think I'll, you'll find mine because I eat poorly. We'll talk about that later, Tig. Aren't but you helping people eat better now? The the point is, this yeah. woman who I love so... I, that Thumbs up. That's <laughs> that's how I can muster. <laughs> what an idiot. <laughs> what an idiot. <laughs> that's so funny. Like, now I think it's funny. I think, like... The first, the first like year where I was like, "What is? Come on!" And then I realized, oh, "Okay, like he he grew up around the Pennsylvania Dutch, honey. They didn't learn how to express." And now I feel like 
then I kind of was like, you should go to therapy and learn what it means when your stomach hurts. And then, (laughs) and now I feel like I get it. But then still sometimes it's just funny to me that 10 years in, you'll still be like, yeah, I love you too. I'm like, like, are you kidding me? What's well, t- it really <laughs> still is tough to be vulnerable. I'm I'm constantly waiting for the other shoe to drop everywhere. I'm waiting for uh, yes. I don't know if it's gr- being Jewish. I don't know if <laughs> there's something in our past where like things went wrong. Maybe sometime in the 20th century. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So you yeah, still yeah, don't yeah. trust your relationship to? No, I do. But I'm just wait. I'm waiting for something to go wrong with everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can but understand you that. Emotion- but you guys seem emotionally healthy is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, we've established that. They have healthy boundaries and communicate. <laughs> oh, my gosh. We are so perfect. You have no idea. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> we have that in common. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great, too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. I have a question. Is is there something you guys, each about each other, so you should take this one. Is there something you learned about each other during parenthood? Like once you had the boys that you didn't know before? Was there anything that kind of like changed in one of you or a side that came out? Or it's like, oh, I didn't know she could do it like this. What I noticed about Stephanie after the, the boys. Yeah, ma- yeah, if there was anything. And what Steph noticed about you. Um... You know, I have to say, obviously, we have a 15-year age difference between us. And obviously, well, you were 30 when Mm -hmm. they were born. And that's a grown human being. Mm -hmm. But I think that I was and continue to be really blown away by how mature and stepping up to motherhood Stephanie was and is and does I just when I think of myself at 30 to 35 I I've told you that right I mean I I just I cannot believe what a, a great mother I mean I think 
it's kind of a general answer, but it's really true because I, I reflect on myself and I feel like I'm, I was only really possibly able to be a good parent. I hope I'm a good parent, um, at 40, um, I, that was when I felt like, oh, I could devote my life to somebody else. Mm -hmm. And before that, I, I don't think I was capable, whether it was romantic or a child, even though I wanted a child and I wished that I was amused by or interested in somebody longer than a year or five <laughs> years or something, I, um, I just hadn't really found that but at 40 and then I feel like and I'm not saying it was easy breezy for you or us or me even at 45 but I yeah so that's I was I was like wow <laughs> and I think I took it for granted going in that we're on the same page but when I really stepped back and saw what she was doing and what she was capable of and you know, she has such a full social life and career and, you know, basketball and improv and writing and acting and family and just everything. And, it, and, and we were doing it together and it was just really, you know, yeah, yeah. I know I, that's just so nice. It's true. It's true. I still am like, Every now and then I'm like, God, she's 15 years younger than me. You know, <laughs> I just don't know what I would be like at 35. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 I mean, I think that. that's what I was trying to get at when I was asking about, like, if you were always vulnerable. Because I mean, there was that change, right? Where you were like, I don't see myself with someone or and then amused by. Yes. Remember that one too. You had to say amused by. <laughs> It was like, okay. <laughs> Wait, is that good or bad? It is um, exactly what one of the best comedians in the world would say. Do you know what I mean? Like, I never find somebody I'm amused by. It's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. I get That's what you're looking for. <laughs> well, it is because there's like, I mean, isn't that like one of the things that like bonds us? Right. You right. can just it's sit goofs. there and we can just goof around. Right, right, right. No, 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 totally, totally. But I think it's like. But that is interesting that it is definitely like to me, right? And you guys talk about the difficult things and the times where like the jokes are what help make it work. Like I'll, Andy and I will always, I'm always like, what do basic people do? Like people who don't have like a comedy background, where I'm like, what are you talking about? Like how are these massive uh, marriages lasting 50 years? You know what I mean? Among people who are boring? I think, you know, I, I remember, well, wait, you have to say the thing. Yeah, you have to say I the I but know. then I want to tell you how I think yes, that it happens. Uh -huh. Remind me of um, Indiana. Okay. <laughs> what I was going to say that I really noticed early on when our kids were born was just how on board you were and mm -hmm. such a participant. And not that you weren't before, but I feel like with them, you are so available and I said to Tig, like, when we were walking by this preschool that there was, you know, that they have, like, a bulletin board and it says, like, for parents and there's all this stuff up, at, uh, up on it. And when I see that, I'm like, oh, who gives a shit? And Tig's like, oh, 
gets her glasses on and is like, I need to hear and read every single... Oh, oh, hold on, Sammy. It says parent, attention parents. And um, and she's like, what? Did I have to read this whole bulletin board? And I'm like, well, yeah. Well, fine. I'll take a picture and we can read it when we get home. But she makes fun of me for all that stuff. But I love that so much. And just like when... The things that, you know, are really important with them, you take very seriously and we, we just take the time with it. It's not casual. And I think you have a, you could be, there's a part of you that seems like, ah, who cares? It's fine. It'll all work out. And I, and you do have that, but it when, with them, it's so different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're, yeah. Fine. I, You're good parents. You like, like your kids and care. Yeah, we really like them. This is good because they are right now white men. And, you know, there's a lot of pressure. That's a lot of pressure right now to be bringing them up. You got to do double time, triple time. I'm trying to write this book called Audrey Lord for Babies. And I just want to see if we can simplify some of these concepts and give them to the Caucasian youth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm really glad they have a solid foundation. This gives me hope. Now, Indiana. Um. Well, I was just going <laughs> to... I was going to say, I think it was Indiana, um, this guy that I knew from years ago, I was in town, I was somewhere in the Midwest, I can't remember where, and um, I was performing where his family was from, he happened to be in town, have I told you this story, Mm -hmm. where they were were going out to the lake house um, with to meet up with their family and invited me along and <clears throat> and I I drove with him and his parents and uh and we were going through just rural middle America and uh and the parents were in the front seats and me and the guy that I knew we were in the back seat and we are grown adults <laughs> and he was uh leaning forward to the front seat and he was like um, mom and dad, tell Tig how you two met. And, uh, and, and, and they were like, oh, son, <laughs> I don't think she wants to hear. He's like, oh, and, and, and then the, and the, the guy I know, he's like, oh, come on. Tell. And, and I was, um, just sitting there like, sure, I'm curious. And, and then, um, and, and the, and the guy was like, the dad was like, I saw her across the the gymnasium and uh, I went over and asked her to dance and she said no and I kept asking her and she finally danced with me and, uh, and then I just planted one on her <laughs> and uh, and I was sitting there going well that sounds like uh, n- that sounded like no it's not like somebody was forced into something like it wasn't a charming I know it, it's supposed to sound like an old timey charming story, uh, right. but it wasn't. And um <laughs> and I was just sitting back there going, Oh. Um, because I was trying to picture if somebody kept saying, dance with me, dance with me, no, 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 dance and uh, uh you know, all that stuff. And uh and then uh and then the um I think it was, there were more stories like that when we went to eat at the lake house and went out on the boat. And I think what I realized was just the simplicity of their lives. There was no real 
kind of off or interesting or different. It was very just simple. Mm -hmm. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like any story they told, it seemed like it could be just taken from anywhere. And like I'd heard all of their stories before um, through other scenario I don't know I, I don't know that probably sounds so offensive but um but it struck me more than anything as just simple they just seem very not like stupid people but yeah, yeah, just yeah. just very simple um uh and I remember in that moment thinking I bet this is what keeps a lot of people together is simplicity yeah Mm -hmm. Yeah, because I, I think there's like this um, uh, I, it's definitely like an elitist kind of understand where like they're like, oh, those people, they're they're probably not really feeling joy or happiness or whatever. Uh, and then like people who are living, you know, uncomplicated lives are like, no, we're happy. This is fine. We just not we don't want the anxiety or whatever <laughs> else you all are feeling. We don't need that in our lives. So we just have these 1950s esque uh, in retrospect, stalker stories about how we met. And, you know, we go to the market and get some vegetables and come back and make a fruit salad and sit outside on a lawn chair. And Ugh, that sounds so comfortable. I'm like, honey, I'll take yeah, it. It's like, yeah, like, but like, sure. it's just like, no, it wasn't like in uh it has to be like Dostoevsky. It has to be like some, <laughs> I don't know. Dostoevsky. Like, but like, I, <laughs> I tried to think of like some like, Right. No, I know. I mean, I know what you mean, though. I think it's like, I think that is true. I think it is like, I would, that's the thing. I think the, the elitism comes from people being like, these people are not happy. And it's like, no, they are literally thriving right now. And I'm over here worried about a TV show I watched. You know what I mean? Like, these people got it. But I do think that. I'm fuming. I'm writing on Twitter about how the act break wasn't good. Exactly. I'm so furious. It's like, why? And I am not. I, I And trust me, Stephanie can vouch for me that simplicity is very appealing yeah. to yeah. me. Like, maybe. Does that. Is that true? Or maybe, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I'm thinking maybe I'm not seeing myself correctly. But I. I, I do. And I think but that there's something different about if you think of simplicity where you're like, I like just sitting on a porch swing and like it being time being slow and it being what it relaxing. Well, yeah, I was going to say, like when we go to Mississippi to my hometown, it's very sit on a porch swing, sit, mm -hmm. yeah. sit, sit on, um, go walk by the beach or to the coffee shop. And it's a very, mm -hmm. it's simple. It's very Classic. simple. Yeah, and it yeah, yeah, and yeah. I I love it, and Stephanie yeah. loves it. Yeah, but but I think it's the difference of when there's simplicity within the conversation, where mm -hmm. it's like when you see mm -hmm. people sitting at the airport and they're a couple and they just, how's your bagel? It's nice. Did you get it toasted? I did. And you? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. They're they're calling our names. You like and there's just like, <laughs> and you're like simple that's versus, your life. Yeah. Simple versus unnuanced. Yes, yes, it is. Yeah. Yes, it is. Like the bad thing is the unnuanced. But I love simple, like I like my one of my fondest memories sitting on my parents' porch 
on a Sunday afternoon just reading a book and just listening to like the birds in the woods next door. Oh my God, that's gorgeous. I grew up in Harlem. I don't have that. You know what I mean? Like when something like, like that's why for me, like I fetishize that stuff. Like my dream is like a lake house. Like I've never been to a lake house. Yeah. I want to know, I want to know what happens there. But then at the same time, when I am in nature, I'm always afraid of being murdered. So it's like, it's not as relaxing because it is so foreign to me. But like I love, yeah, and that then the idea. people from nature would think they would get murdered in Harlem. And see, they don't get it in Harlem. There's always someone to hear you scream. You know what I'm saying? Like you're gonna be okay. But in nature, I'm like, that's literally where drifters stop their car. They stop their car, and then they just come into wherever the first house with the light on. Isn't that how murder works? Where um, where in Mississippi? Or the first house with a light off. What about Mississippi? Where in Mississippi? What was your, the Gulf was Coast. Your, okay. My um uh my mom my grandma, she's from Shibuta, Mississippi, and now we're from Meridian, honey. Is it even really a town? But we went to Shibuta. We had like um a family, family reunion. reunion. Yeah, what two years ago, three years ago? Um, but it was funny though, because Andy was like, You want me to go? And I was like, I don't know if you could fuck with Shibuta. And I was like, just stay home, girl. Cause I because also I was like, I knew there wouldn't be vegetarian options for him in Shibuta. Like I was just like you can maybe eat a biscuit and everything else is going to have meat in it. And so I was like, just stay home. But um, I lose I weight every time we go to Mississippi because we're vegan. And I'm like, I can't eat anything. I'm just like eating salad all day. And beer. Beer, beer and salad. <laughs> and I come back, my goal weight. I always say Mississippi... Uh, Mississippi chews Stephanie up and spits her out every time and she's come back. I keep and, coming back. Like she's been there almost twenty times now. Wow. And um every time she has blisters, <laughs> sunburn, <laughs> bug bites, <laughs> everything. Hung over. <laughs> I mean, just everything that could possibly make her uncomfortable is yeah. happening and she's like these are my people. I, go and I cannot so, wait to come back. I go in so strong. She goes. She goes in strong. And then I keep getting damaged. Oh my gosh! Oh and my my family is ready to throw down and party and just like let's go. And Stephanie shows up for it, and she is like, I look over and she's dancing. She's in the middle of family portraits, and I'm like, what's happening? And she's like, oh, my God, I, well, I'm in, I, this is my place. And uh, <laughs> Wait, Steph, where are you from originally? Um, I'm from, I was born in Arcadia by Pasadena oh. and Claremont, California, and then I lived in Buffalo, New York. Very oh. not Mississippi. Yes, you needed, yeah, you needed some Mississippi flavor in your life. You needed it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, That's no, so I get funny. that. I get well, out, but I don't know. There's something I do feel that there is a there's some kind of like resonance between the South and California. I've noticed that like my anxious Jewish energy uh, clashes out here with everything. <laughs> <laughs> but that like when I talk to people from who are from the South and people who are from out here originally, that there's a kind of like uh, calmness. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Definitely. For sure. Um, I'm thinking of Carl Tart, comedian Carl Tart who's like from, and he's always, he's like, he's like literally the first, for the first few times, whenever I run into him, he'd always be like, how do you live in New York? Like that was like all he would say. He was like, he's like, it's too fast. Like, I don't like hang out, you know? 
And I do think, I mean, I do think LA is, I know LA is a city, but I think it's a pretty slow city. Like it's congested, but slow. You know, like it's like, come on, we're hanging out. Well, that's why it's slow because it's so congested. Exactly. So you just sit down. Honey, you sit down, you sweat a lot here, just like in Mississippi. Oh my gosh, the sweating in Mississippi. That's that's (laughs) what I can't do. Well, that's what was always to me so magical. That's what... That to me is like true black girl magic because there will be some, these black girls will have beautiful fucking long straight hair. And I said, bitch, the humidity is 92%. How are you making this happen? She's like literally just fucking pressed it within an inch of her life. (laughs) Just so she could walk to the car. I said, it's not possible. It's not possible this heat. Now, was that your first time to Mississippi or had you been there? Mm -mm. I've been there. I had not been there in probably... I don't know, 12 years, but we used to go a lot when we were kids and like our, cause basically my grandmother's from Mississippi, but then everyone moved to Detroit, which is basically, I say Detroit is just Northern Atlanta. It's just like a black city with like a bunch of Southern folks who mm-hmm. went up there to like work at Chrysler, you know, like back when it was like the motor city hub. Um, and so we would go there a lot. So I would spend the summer in Detroit and then we would like drive to Mississippi a few times, like which, whoo, that's a drive, honey. But yeah, so, but, you know, I was never really, but again, being a city person, I was never really an outdoorsy kid, so they would make fun of me, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, we're walking, yeah. I was like, well, I'm gonna sit here and read a book. You just call me when it's time to eat. <laughs> like, that's who I So was. do you have anything fond about Mississippi, or is it just like, Yeah, ugh. family, no, it was good, like, it was, no, it was nice, and it was fun, and like, Everybody is just like really warm and chill. Like what I remember it being like when we talk about simple, but also it was a place like nobody was fighting. Like meaning like there was no bickering. It was always very like, all right, do what you want to do. You know what I mean? Or just be like, honey, I'm gonna be right here. Like even if even when I like didn't want to run around, like nobody like adults, like no one gave me a hard time about it. You know, it was kind of like she's sitting, let the kids sit, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. And I like that which I think is very different. Is that accurate? Like, what is the, because I have only been ever given like a, uh, a mass media version of what Mississippi is. <laughs> I mean, what is the, like the reality? Is it like that kind of? Well, I think that the Gulf coast Mississippi is very different than rural, mm-hmm. um, Northern Mississippi. It, there's different, the, the coast is, it's more liberal, more artistic, more, you know, it has the New Orleans influence. It has a lot of New Orleans influence because my hometown is just less than an hour from New Orleans. But what would you say Mississippi is? I would agree with that, that everybody's just so chill. I mean, we joke, we were there, we were in, there was probably 30 people at her cousin's house and there was a bunch of kids running around for the 4th of July and one of her cousins had just had a newborn baby oh, and yeah. she was getting ready to leave. And so she's like, all right, I'm out of here. Where's my baby? <laughs> and every, everybody was like, oh, it's over there. Like this, like one month old, just like in a bassinet. It's like, that would never With have been here. dog licking it and, uh, you know, just, yeah, that was not our sons. That was not their uh, we were never like, we never where's were. my baby? <laughs> there was never a moment that we said, where is my baby? But that it, it just is so telling that they're so trusting in, and in, in everybody and everything. And even amongst that many people, it's like, it's okay. 
Whereas I right. think in Los Angeles, people are just so on edge around so many things, but certainly that. <laughs> I was just down there right before the pandemic and um, Michelle Buteau had me, she was doing a travel show and she had me go go with her to show where I was from and and we uh we went down there and we were driving boats and and just doing all sorts of fun stuff we were having a blast and then the wrap ended you know the we wrapped the day and um and I had called from where we were we had rented the boat and I called my family to just say okay well I'm gonna head over um, and my cousin was like, well, why don't you invite, why don't you invite your friends over? And I said, I, I said, well, Jimmy, it's, there's like, it's, there's like, you know, 30, 50 people. It's a whole production crew. And he said, well, I don't, yeah, I don't care. And invite everybody from, uh, from the boat rental. And, uh, <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> Does everyone want to go to my cousin's house? I'm telling you, 10 minutes later, everybody's at my cousin's house. The music is blaring. Everybody's having a blast. They're having a crawfish boil in the backyard. Everybody was going nuts. And the whole crew, they kept saying, we're never invited to this kind of thing. It's just the, the stars that get invited. And so yeah. it was just the entire crew and it was one of the best times I've ever had. And then the pandemic started, but, um, but I feel very lucky for that trip. But to me, that's kind of what Mississippi, yeah. like, and I tell people all the time and I'm a broken record, but if both of you were going on a road trip and I said, oh, here's my cousin's house pull up the driveway the side door is always unlocked just go in you don't even have to knock just go in and just say hey we're um friends of tigs and um she told us to come by um we're on a trip and um we we're gonna maybe stay for a week or two there would be and i am not exaggerating <laughs> not a single question he wouldn't even call me to say, who are these people? He would, I wouldn't, it wouldn't be until I went back to Mississippi that he would tell me that y'all were even there and you would have the time of their lives, yeah. the time of your lives. And he wouldn't have, my whole family would come over. They would entertain you. They'd want to hang out with you. There would be no questions asked who you were or why, um, there would be nothing. Yeah. There'd be nothing. Yeah. That's okay. That that that's the openness that I think where I am scared to have that kind of connection with other people like that. Mm -hmm. I mean, not Naomi, obviously, right. but like, but just like letting people in, literally, letting people figuratively, in, like, yeah. you know, like come over, like having someone, like a friend over in pre-COVID times. It was still like a uh, is a. Uh, did the cats spit up anywhere? Is there, uh, are, are the papers in order? Uh, uh, like that papers. kind of like mental, just like a friend who doesn't care. Yeah. Like what, you know, and we have a, you can see the apartment. It's a very nice, it's clean fine. apartment. You know what I mean? I'm like saying it's Andy clean. keeps it tidy. Right. I, no, it's true. I mean, it's interesting though. Cause I, that's the way Detroit is. Again, it has that same hangout vibe. Like Andy came to Detroit a couple times 
And I remember being just nervous. Cause like when you get everybody over my grandmother's house, like we're all just there. Everyone's talking to everybody. The TV is blasting. Who's watching it? No one thinks to turn down the TV. Just talk louder than the TV. And so like, that's the energy. Whereas like with Andy's parents, it's like, we're all eating. Now we're all sitting. And it's like kind of a, just like, you know, just a real, I don't know. I'm just calling it Pennsylvania Dutch waspy energy. <laughs> like waspy juice. And so it's like a little more like that. And so I was very nervous for him to come to Detroit because I was like, boo, it's Detroit. It's like, it's a little lawless. It's a little loose. You know what I mean? You're going to be the only white person for miles as well. And the moment I knew like he was good was like, we were there and we're sitting there and like Andy's sitting in a ta- sitting in a chair at the dining table because we just we were just sitting at the table. No one's even eating. And I just look over and he's totally asleep. Chin to his chest, passed out. Loudest fucking room you could possibly be in. And he was like, I'm going to take, I just had to take a nap. And I was like, yes, that's what you do here. Like, is he asleep? Sure. Let the man sleep. And then when he gets up and I'm like, do you want a plate? And then the best part was when you got there, who said it? My cousin maybe was like, Andy, we just got a Whole Foods. They just told him that, apropos of nothing, that there was a Whole Foods. We <laughs> <laughs> just got a Whole Foods. Just for trying to connect. Okay. Well, they knew I needed my Annie's fruit snacks. They know you need your fruit snacks. And so that sort of openness, if you guys were driving through my hometown, would you stop into my cousins or would you would you test that or would you be like uh well honestly we would debate it for a while we would be like would this offend you if we didn't i would be scared to do it. well first of all honey i'm black so i'm knocking okay i ain't just coming in the side door tig i'm knocking (laughs) these aren't gun owners these aren't gun owners I know you just can't be a random black person though. In the South, you can't be random. I'm telling you at this house, <laughs> you could, you could show up with what? 50 black people not knocking <laughs> and there would be no issue. All right. I mean, I would be like, we should try it. Cause people look, I'll be honest. People have like offered stuff like that before to us. And I like, I, well, I'm, I have a therapy tomorrow, so it sounds like a I'll no. talk about this tomorrow, but like, but like, I remember like my, when I lived in Philly, I lived in South Philly and in uh, Italian neighborhood and everyone's very friendly. I was like in grad school and I had like no money. So people would bring me food and I would smile and accept the food and be like, so thank you so much. And then I just wouldn't eat it because I would be like scared to eat it for whatever reason. Scared. Of- <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't trust people. Don't I, I you guys. It got so bad. We had ordered, you know, takeout or delivery one night and they brought the wrong last week. Yeah. Brought the wrong order, but it was still, it was like a mushroom risotto, something you could eat veggie. It was like a salad. Like I was like, okay, this isn't my food, but honestly this costs more than the food I ordered and I'm going to eat it. And so I ate it and Andy was like, I'm not eating that. And I was like, what are you talking about? It's like from the restaurant. And he just, he wouldn't even try it. He was like, he's like, that's not my food. And I'm like, what? what if it was poisoned for someone? What if this specific, the person that they were sending this food to specifically, they're like, we're trying to poison that person. And then we accidentally get it. And we're like, oh, I'll dig into this mushroom risotto. Next thing we know, it's rice and filled or it's arsenic filled. He's got a really, he makes a really good point. 
I am so sorry, you guys. Are, my neuroses. It's, I've been so exhausted that you are now seeing the full brunt of my neuroses. I think you have to let it out. I think the difference is, though, part of that openness, and I think part of why I'm a little... um. A very, like, a way too open book, a book you didn't even ask to read, a book you didn't check out from the library, is because I grew up very, um, with my mom. Like, when I was at home with her and, like, going to private school, it was, like, really keep it together. You have to be perfect. These white people think you ain't shit, so you gotta have it together. And so it was all about hiding every feeling. So I think now as an adult, I'm very, like, yeah, I'm constipated and sad. Like, I just kind of go that way <laughs> when no one asks the question. But even letting people in, like, people... Every come- night, Naomi. <laughs> every night, I'm constipated and sad. I'm constipated and sad. But, like, also, people didn't come to my house growing up because I lived in Harlem, and it was, like, Upper East Side private school. Like, their parents weren't letting them come uptown, and they weren't letting them do that. So even now as an adult, I'm not used to having people over. Like, when... Because Andy's more... I think you, you grew up with more, like, the cool hangout house as a teenager. And I, and so I'm always like, and again, only that everyone was trying to poison, (laughs) trying to poison him at the hangout house. This is why. So what is your, how does your mother deal with your comedy? Yeah. So (laughs) (laughs) she was not allowed to attend my half hour taping. Still angry about it to this day. She is Um, that she's mad that. She couldn't go or because of what you said? She's mad that I couldn't go because she's when I was... She's mad that she... It's not that she couldn't go. It's that Naomi did not want her to be there. Well, because in New York, you know, because she's still in New York and when I was living in New York, she had come to a couple shows and then she would come and give me detailed notes after. <laughs> As though, you know what I mean? Like, and she was like, Naomi, why do you say... Because I used to say something, a throwaway line. It was like, I was like, I used to drink to feel pretty. Now I eat to feel nothing. And she would like, she saw that one time. She's like, Naomi, I really don't like that you say that. You know, what do you think people think about you as a result? Or then other jokes where she'd be like, was I not a good mother? Like, it's that. So. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. So she's got to stay kind of in the dark. I mean, like, has she ever listened to this? No, I'm not going to tell her how podcasts work. (laughs) (laughs) My stepfather just informed me today that he watched an episode of my podcast. (laughs) it's like that's awesome oh my god so we've had tens of thousands of downloads but one view (laughs) yeah apple podcast like we had to add this new metric in because there was one for my stepfather the first time i was on a tv show that i guest starred on i told my dad to watch it and uh, the next time I talked to him, I was like, oh, did you see the show? And he goes, yeah, which one were you? <laughs> wait, 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 wait. What? <laughs> yeah, exactly. The one that was me. The one <laughs> with my face. <laughs> my face. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Which one was you? <laughs> That's It's wonderful. like you can't even. I was like, like, were you in prosthetics? No. You had your own face. Okay. No, it was- <laughs> That's the beautiful. face that looks similar to yours. That was me. That was it. It was your face with long hair. It's me. Um, before we wrap up, just tell me really quickly between you and me and Andy, you know, like which one of your sons is your favorite? Wait, why did you ask that question? I don't know. Which one's the best? 
We're not going to say. <laughs> I'm teasing you. They must both be wonderful, but, you know, if I was a parent, I would have a favorite. That's why I can't have kids. You know what I'll say? I hoped when when I had a child, whether it's one or five um, or the two, I always hope, you know, people would, when you talk about having kids, they'll say, oh, especially being gay and you know oh or how are you gonna find what are you looking for in a donor or what do you and truly what I hoped for with all my might is that I would have a child or children that when somebody talked to one or them that they would walk away and say to another person oh my gosh you have to go talk to that kid. That was all I wanted in a child. And we got it in both of them in very different ways. They are both people that I feel like if you talk to one or the other, you would go over to, to, to your spouse and say, oh my God, go talk to that kid. Go talk to that kid. And so... That's exactly what I was looking for. That's so good. That's so fun. I do like when kids have a little, because the way I do tend to talk to kids like adults, not like obviously personal, but I'm very like, how you doing, bud? You know, like, I'm just like, how are you? Talk to me. What you reading? What's that toy about? You know, I'm kind of doing that. So I like when they have a little personality. I would play to teach. I play teachers a lot. Whenever I get like a part, it's always like teacher. And I'm like, am I warm? No. But I did single parent. Not all teachers are warm. I don't know where you went to school in Harlem. Well, I know, but they like, well, honey, she went to a private school with a lot of wealthy white people. (laughs) Jeffrey Epstein taught there. I don't know why. I wasn't there when Epstein was there. I'm just saying, I don't, when you say, when you talk about Dalton, I don't think any of the teachers are warm. No, they weren't really. But also in Harlem, the nuns at the Catholic school weren't warm either. I used to be like, why are they so mean if they work for God? Anyway, anyway. (laughs) Um, but wait, what was I going to say, though? Oh, so when I was on single parents and I like was in a scene, you know, my classroom, kindergarten classroom, and it's me and 20 kids. And so, of course, I have like a couple like the extras, they're standing around me and like we're trying to like chit chat between takes. Some of these children, dull as dishwater. I said, how did you get SAG? You know what I mean? How are you in SAG with this personality? (laughs) Fucking dull as shit. And I was livid. I was like, do you want to get a line eventually? You got a (laughs) razzle dazzle. (laughs) Yes, Andy, I said it. Some of them kids were born as fuck. No, that's not it. Sorry, I was thinking about, (laughs) I I think one of the things, like, I would want that for my kids. And I I don't know if how, how I would handle if I made a kid and it was uninteresting. It's that, that, <laughs> sorry. I didn't mean I really didn't mean it like that. I just meant like I don't know what you I would need a child to be nuanced, much in the way you need life to be nuanced. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I find the terror <laughs> terror. What a world. The terror of that is probably awesome. I mean, there's many reasons, but like I think that <laughs> terror is particularly uh Picante? Is that the word? I don't know. Well, I don't know. You said take two. Like you, you were forty when the boys were born, forty-five or something. Like I think, like, yeah. Like maybe I could holler at that. Like maybe I just need a little more time. 
to be like, okay. Well, I always, yeah. I always describe it, and trust me, I'm far from a perfect person, far from a perfect spouse, far from a perfect parent. However, <laughs> I do think that the um, advantage is, it, it, in being older, the advantage is <clears throat> I feel closer to the age of a grandparent hmm. and you know how a grandparent is with the grandchild <laughs> really patient. where yeah. they're just yeah. like oh look at them you know they're fine I mean and that's not how I am all the time right. I, I mean <laughs> at all and that's what yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm saying it's like I I'm yeah, definitely yeah. I discipline and I am you know I get frustrated and irritated and um but in general i can connect with that piece of me that i think is what a grandparent can connect with um and i think that it's because i'm a 50 year old person you know and um so yeah there's also something really crazy when you have twins because well, because they've had the exact same experience and they're still so different and you know you've done everything the exact same and they've even had the exact same food and they have completely different bodies and they are like from day one, their personalities seemed so intact and they've just stayed that you do sort of go, oh, this doesn't really have a lot to do with me. That they just seem so themselves and and you're kind of there to like talk to them. <laughs> it's it's kind of wild. Wow. Oh my goodness. Now that's scary to me. Now I'm scared, Steph. I didn't want to they say They come it. out they come out fully cooked. I didn't want to say it, but that I was, was also my surprise. A little bit like oh my god, they're they're, they're already themselves. They're already themselves. Um oh my god, you guys, thank you so much for talking with us. This was All so right. Sweet. Thanks for having us. I I know you've um before it was hard because I was, uh, I think I was, I don't know, on tour. Busy. Yeah, busy, busy. I get it, honey. Did you used to, life? did you always do this over Zoom or was it to go in someplace? It was live. I was asking y'all to do the live show. That's right. I was never in town. I was never yes, in town. Saturday. Yeah. It was yeah. Saturday. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I was always on the road. And <laughs> since my career is over, I'm, uh, I'm very available. It took Stephanie seven months to realize seven months into this pandemic to realize that my career was over. She, she truly. I kept thinking it was going to come back. Yeah. She kept, and, but, and I would, you know, I would, I was trying to make it clear, like, I'm done. And uh, and then, what, in the past couple of days, I, I've seen it really hit her. Oh. And, and where she's starting to, like, say, wow, so you're really just not working anymore. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not working anymore. Well, she used to be out of town so regularly. And now I'm and just, almost every weekend. Home. I am home. <laughs> And uh, and I, I just it's been a really amusing few days to watch her really realize like, no, I'm I'm, here. I'm done. I'm 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 home. I'm home. <laughs> what you're doing, Stephanie, to get your time alone? You're like, I'm used to having Friday to Sunday to me. 
What you doing, Steph? You just go in the backyard and hide under a tree? <laughs> <laughs> just head out. Yeah, just out. Oh, my goodness. I know. No, it can't be. I got to do stand-up eventually. I, I'm sick of talking to my phone. Do you know what I mean? Like, to the camera on my phone. I got I got it. But also, I don't want the cocoa, so maybe do stand-up in 2022? So you're not doing those kind of shows that people are doing that are half full or in a baseball field or? Absolutely not. I've done some Zoom shows, you know, where no one's laughing and no one's there. But I will not go out into a drive-in. I'm not going to do it. Every time, right, I agree to do it. And then I grumble about it all fucking day to you. And then you're like, why did you say yes? And I'm like, I don't need to hear that now. You know what I mean? And so you're you're not doing that because I, I don't have an interest in those shows. I want to wait until stand up comes back in the way that even if it's the audience wearing masks mm-hmm. or getting tested, whatever it is that happens, I want to be on stage with a full room. Um, not in a mask, mm-hmm. not online. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, yeah. I applaud the people that are doing it, but I also am not willing to travel. <laughs> um, you know, I'm yeah. just, I'm home until I yeah. hear otherwise. <laughs> and then I'll, <laughs> and then I'll leave again. I'm, you're right. I think, but also you've been doing stand up long enough and you, your career is stable enough. I feel like I was at this point where things were just kind of starting to pop off. So I feel this little like, I got people have to remember I exist. You know, I think that's what propels me to do that. Because literally, that's the only reason. Because like, no, it don't feel good. God damn it, it don't feel good. Yeah. I mean, I miss stand up and I love it and I can't wait to go back to it. But I just um, we were just having this conversation tonight. Seventy said, so you're essentially just like an out of work actor now. Um, and so that's, I was like, yeah, like I, like I'll act and, and we write stuff together and, um, and produce and stuff, but that like, if there's no project, if we don't have something in development or in production, I, I'm not going anywhere. I'm just here. I'm just, I'm just, uh, a comedian off the road for however long. And how did you feel about that, Stephanie? How are you feeling? Is it a cold? Is it a cold chill in your spine or? No, not at all. It was more just this feeling of like, to me, Tig is such a stand up first and almost foremost and anything that she got. And in terms of acting, I was always like, oh, how great. How How cute. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it was always this like random thing that seemed kind of fun that she was doing. And it's it blows my mind that now that stand-up piece isn't there and it's just those looking or doing those kinds of things where it's like, wow, you're just like an actor. (laughs) (laughs) Like, it's just, it just seems so different. And it's tough. This whole, it's not just the the pandemic. I mean, all all the like real factors, like people out of work and uh, struggling. Also on top of it, there's this identity crisis that's been thrust on a ton of people. Where it's like, well, I thought I was this thing. Now I thought like that was like some part of my identity, and it's like, well, it is still, but I can't access it. So now I have this like, I'm I'm not saying this is you, but I'm saying like, I now have this like extra existential kind of like, uh, what's going on? Uh, right, right. Uh, 
<laughs> Good times. Again, you know, great wh- times. Welcome uh, to my brain, everyone. We <laughs> have to let them go to sleep. Sorry, I, they only get like 90 minutes once the children are asleep. So we have to let them go. only we had that. Um, but Naomi, I just want to say nobody's going to forget. And if anyone began to forget, forget or didn't know about you, they're going to be so excited when you reappear because you are such an exciting person in comedy and Thank it you is so true much. So that's gonna be my ringtone it's so good that we're <laughs> so recording good. this because it is true be able to take it, it is true it is true i am thankful that i uh found out about your existence i think you're wow. a gem Stephanie! <laughs> It's true. I've blabbed about <laughs> you many times, yeah. Stephanie. I think you're tremendous. Thank you so much. Wow. This is huge. I'm going to go to sleep before I overthink it. You guys, thank you so much. Thanks thank for having guys. us. Thank you so much for um, hanging in there and um, being patient with our arrival to the show. It was so <laughs> fun. And it was great to see you both again. Yeah, you thank too. you guys so much. All right. All right, you guys. We'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye-bye. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 